there are thousands of events happening all around us that are looking for speakers. And at Mic Drop Workshop, we want to help events find amazing women speakers like you. We send out a free weekly newsletter with gig opportunities. So join over 200,000 subscribers at micdropworkshop.com slash newsletter. Okay, let's get started. What's up, everybody? It is Jess Ekstrom, and welcome to Business on the Bright Side, the podcast where you can learn how to make a living and make a difference at the same time. Life is short, and so is my attention span, so let's get started. For a while, I thought my book, Chasing the Bright Side, wasn't going to happen. <laughs> It, it the irony was this book that I wanted to write was about optimism and pushing through failure and getting past rejection when I was facing rejection after rejection from literary agents. And the book that I was pitching originally wasn't exactly Chasing the Bright Side. It was more about stories from other successful people and kind of the the middle from their start to where they're at now. And it was kind of this like more chicken soup for the soul style. And I think that I was actually trying to hide behind other people's stories because I wasn't ready to tell mine. And we got past that. But I was feeling like this book, this traditional publishing route wasn't going to happen for me. I had one agent say that I needed um, a ghostwriter to to write a book if I was ever going to write one. I had one tell me that I was probably going to need to prepare myself to spend $100,000 on a writing coach or for someone to write my proposal for me. And I felt like I just kept hitting dead end after dead end. And now I realize the way that I was pitching this book and the way that I was positioning it wasn't something that was going to you know, attract literary agents or publishers, which I'll get into later in this episode. But it wasn't until I was speaking at an event and Bob Goff was one of the speakers at this event. And of course, he is a big time author and New York Times bestseller. And I was standing backstage and I saw him and I was about to go up and speak after, and he had just gotten done speaking. And I just thought, this is my shot. You know, this is my chance. And I went over to him and I introduced myself and I was like, look, I have this book idea. I keep running into dead ends with agents. You know, do you know someone that you could introduce me to where they might be interested in working with me with a book deal? And he immediately gave me his uh, the name of an agent, said, talk to this person. And then he was like, here's my personal phone number if you ever have any questions or anything about publishing, you reach out. And I was jaw to the floor. Oh my gosh, Bob Goff just gave me the name of a literary agent and gave me his personal phone number. And then after <laughs> I went and watched his talk, I realized that at the end of his talk, he put his phone number on his slides for like all 3000 people sitting in the audience. And I was like, oh, thought I was special. Guess I'm not. But no matter what, I was super grateful. And it was that agent that really saw the potential in me and my story. And instead of hiding behind other people's stories with this original book idea that I had. And the thing with self-help, sometimes self-help, I feel like it's a bad rap that you have to be, you know, 
in so much emotional turmoil to pick up a self-help book or it it just has like this stigma attached to it. But really, self-help is about using your story to help people with their story. And as you can see from my story, the book writing and book publishing and industry as a whole can be kind of bumpy and really like just this uncharted territory. So I wanted to give you guys five things that you need to know to get your nonfiction book published. Number one, think of your book idea as a before and after point for a reader. So when you think about your book idea, you know, a lot of people lean on a story or lean on just, you know, a certain topic. But think of your book as a the transformation point, as a turning point for someone. I'm sure maybe you've read a book that after you've read it, you thought differently about something. So how will your book serve as a before and after point for someone? So the value of a book or a speech or really anything is about solving a problem. And it's always more about what it will do for them and less what it will do for you. So we'll also talk about, you know, what a book can do for your career. But it's important to start with what the book will do for others. Your book isn't just a way for you to share some of your successes or gain credibility. It has to provide a transformation for the reader. So that's why when you think about your book idea, think about what problem is it solving, and then focus more on the takeaway than the topics. And I talk about this in speaking with Mic Drop Workshop as well, is you can list topics all day long, leadership, confidence, empowerment, but people care more about the takeaway, the tangible takeaway than they do about the topic. So what are the takeaways that people will gain from your book? Number two, think about what do you want to be known for? So maybe you're someone who has a lot of ideas like me. I feel like my head is constantly spinning, whether it be because of too much coffee or whatever, but my head is always churning with ideas. And I always feel like, oh, I could write a book about that. I could, you know, launch a podcast about this. And there's so many things that you probably could do. But at the end of the day, think about your book being something that is going to be before your name, being at the top of your Google search, being attached to you for at least three to five years. So what do you feel confident enough in to have that tied to you for that amount of time? And so a book isn't just about a topic that you can speak on or maybe get a few, you know, gigs from or a side hustle that you're starting. What do you want to be known for? I remember I had an idea to write this book called That's What She Said. (laughs) It was going to be about our inner dialogue and, you know, making our inner dialogue our, our cheerleader. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, I could totally crank out a That's What She Said book. And then I literally pictured you know, an announcer on stage being like, and we have Jess Ekstrom, author of That's What She Said, coming to speak to us today. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to be known for that for three to five years. So think about what do you want to be known for and how can your book support that? Have you ever wanted to guest on more podcasts? As a speaker, it's an easy way to practice your talking points and figure out what works, all while expanding your reach to already existing audiences. Go to podcastally.com and use the promo code AMPLIFY for 10% off their podcast guesting service. That's podcastally.com, promo code AMPLIFY. Need a boost to start your week? 
Every Monday, I send out a hype text as some food for thought for your week. Text me the word hype to 704-228-9495. That's the word hype to 704-228-9495. P.S. I actually read these texts and try to respond when I can. So tell me what you think of this podcast. Number three, your book should be similar enough to some of your favorites so the concept is proven, but different enough so it stands out. So this is called comparative title analysis, which sounds super fancy, but really what it is is about tying your book to something that is popular out there. For example, Chasing the Bright Side in my comparative title analysis, I tied it to Girl Boss because it's similar with an entrepreneurial story, but it's also different enough because it starts with some really raw and authentic things about my life and how we can use optimism to create that world that we want to live in. And so the reason why you want to tie it to a best-selling book with its similarities is because you want a literary agent or a publisher to be able to see that, hey, people are looking for this. This is a proven concept. But then you want to add why it's different enough because you want to add your personal flair to it. So finding a good book idea is walking the line of what's already out there versus what you can bring to the table. So I would challenge you to, when you have your book idea, think about what are three to five different titles out there that have sold well that you can draw similarities to, but also make a point as to why it's different. Number four, don't write your whole book. Write your proposal. So I made this mistake with that first book idea that I was talking about where I was like, I want to come into a meeting with a literary agent or a publisher and say, oh, don't worry about it. I've already written the book. This is why you should sign with me. But they don't give a crap about if you've written the whole book because they want to see the idea. And usually what happens is they see the book idea and they want to make tweaks or they want to change the angle a little bit. And then you've written a whole book that is no longer what they're looking for and you have to start from scratch. So what's more important than writing the book is writing the proposal. And I have resources to help you with this. You can head to my website for that. But writing a proposal is basically like the menu on the outside of the restaurant that an agent or a publisher reads and they decide if they want to walk in and eat there. You know, it's something that they're going to look at where they can get an idea of who you are as an author, what this book is going to be about, why it's relevant, comparative titles, maybe your reach or your network or something along those lines where they can just get a taste of whether or not they want to engage further. So don't write your whole book. Start with your proposal. Last but not least, number five, your book is your business card. So making money with books is really all across the board. You'll hear some authors that are getting these six-figure or even million-dollar deals who are super advanced. But then you'll also hear some authors that get smaller deals from traditional publishers. And then you'll get authors who self-publish, and they're just making money off of each sale, but they didn't get the advance or something from a traditional publisher. So the financial opportunities with the book itself can vary so much. You can make good money off of a book, but what I would argue is your book is actually your business card 
to other financial opportunities. So your book is really that golden ticket for those speaking opportunities, those coaching opportunities, anything like just positioning yourself as an expert, being a guest on podcasts. People love to book or interview people that have a book. My friend Maxie McCoy, who is author of You're Not Lost and actually a speaker at Write the Dang Book Conference, she says that a book gives someone an opportunity to react to it. So when you have a book and when you have something that's like, yes, this is mine, this is what I'm known for, this is what I stand for, it gives people, whether that's a conference director or you know a potential customer, something that they can draw a line between you and what you stand for in a really clear way. So although maybe a book itself might not be the crazy money generator that you're looking for, although it can be, it could lead to other opportunities that are. When Chasing the Bright Side came out, I got more requests for speaking, my speaking rates went up, and so many more opportunities for, you know, I don't know, like influ- like influencer marketing and stuff like that came my way because I had this title beside my name. So don't put so much pressure on the book itself to be the opportunity where you make money, but use your book as a business card where you can have further opportunities to make money. I'll leave you with this. All of your experiences, good, bad, and funny, add up to a story. And the value in every lesson is the story that goes with it. So what story will you tell? Thanks for listening to Business on the Bright Side. And remember, I am hosting a free Write the Dang Book Conference for women to get their nonfiction books published. So head to my Instagram, head to the link in my bio, click Write the Dang Book, and I will see you September 21st. Thanks for listening to Business on the Bright Side. I'm your host, Jess Ekstrom. For all the show notes, head to businessonthebrightside.com and be sure to tell me what you thought of this episode on Instagram. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, subscribe and write a review wherever you consume podcasts. See you next time and keep chasing the bright side.